Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us tonight on episode 22, season two of The Standoff with Brad and Richie here on New Zealand Sport Radio. We're here live every Wednesday evening at 8 p.m. on Facebook um throughout the season after another good round with several tight tussles richie we had another poor showing from the warriors what did you think of the round yeah the the round was interesting mate a couple of um a couple of the lower teams pushing a couple of the heavyweights the broncos and the cowboys really pushing the storm and, and the panthers but yeah the yeah if you're a warriors fan it's probably been a pretty tough few days <laughs> Yeah, definitely. And while we're here live on Wednesday evenings at 8 p.m., you can also catch our show on our podcast on iHeartRadio at your convenience. Um, I've been told by Paul that it's episode 21 this week. Okay. I can't keep up, Paul. I'm on so many shows now, you see. Um, As always, we're going to cover everything you need to know in the week that was Rugby League, including the top stories of the week, a review of the round 19 matches and our picks, We'll then stop and answer some questions from you guys as well as some questions we've got for each other um, before previewing the round 20 matchups and our picks. And time dependent, um, we we will hopefully get into some Super League, um, but we'll just see how it's going. Um, so remember to send us comments and questions throughout the show, and we may as well just jump straight into stories of the week. Richie? Let, let's do it. Um, I suppose the, the elephant in the room and the biggest queer... Uh, bit of news was Roger Tuovasashek um, being granted his release to leave the Warriors effective immediately. believe he's coming back to New Zealand tomorrow, um, I think was the, the word. Um, yep. Looking at it on the social media, it's quite a divided um, opinion on um, leaving. Um, I think Paul Kent is probably the biggest... Um, journalists as such that has come out swinging um calling out roger and the warriors for letting him go um i'll ask your opinion but before i go um we were discussing it uh, hey simon good to see you here Hi, um i was discussing it with paul um before you jumped on um before we went live and i was saying it's 
I don't really see the difference in Roger being granted his release to go now um, to what we were talking about last week with the Broncos, letting players leave their contract early and go to another club. The only difference is he's coming home and going to Union. So I, I'm upset to see him go. I, I would have liked to have seen him go out on a win as opposed to a massive losing streak. But I understand the situation Um and um, I'll let you give your opinion now before I move on to my next piece, which was the question no one could answer for me before. Sure. Well, taking on board what some of what Paul Kent is saying, that he's paid a million dollars and he's your skipper. So, um, you know, I can – my feelings for Paul Kent aside, I can see a couple of his points, but from a Warriors fan – and a Roger Tuivasa-Shek fan, I find it hard to be upset with with Roger. He's, you know, he's been one of my favourite players for quite a while, and he's a he's a really good bloke, um, you know. And he's done a lot of great things in our jersey. So, um, yeah, it's a tough one for me, and I'm probably biased, but um, I'll just miss him and sad to see him go. But I, I find it hard to get upset with Roger. Yeah, and I saw Mark Mark Carter's here as well. Um, good to see you here, Mark. Yeah, the question I, I was discussing with you before we went live was the question about contracts. Mm. Um, it kind of flows into our next um, bit of news where the Warriors um, are to remain in Australia for at least a week after the season ends um, due to the eight-week pause on the Trantasm bubble. If that could blow out. Um, there's a worst-case scenario that they might not even be back to October. Um, which is another reason why you saw Roger and in another bit, we'll pile it all together. Um, Lisa Armau is also coming home. Um, so that's kind of moved that for a lot of players to come back. But guys like Lisa and Roger technically aren't contracted with the Warriors next year. Um, once the season ends in that last game against the Titans, um, their contract is, is done. So what do you do as a job? You effectively don't have a job anymore. In Roger's case, you can't go to your new job because you're stuck with your old one. Leeson doesn't technically have a new deal. If he gets a Super League deal and he's stuck, I think he'll be fine going to the UK. But if he was to decide that he's just coming back to New Zealand and retiring and going into another avenue, you're kind of stuck and it seems like a weird situation, but mm. yeah, sad to see him go. And I just, I'm putting it down like every other transfer we've seen, like the Broncos, as we said, all the Broncos players um, requested their release. They just moved to a new club. Roger's done the same thing. And I know Kent said that the Warriors are giving up on the season, but everyone that's watched our show, we kind of ruled the Warriors out a couple of weeks back. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it would have been nice to see him stick it out and and finish. But, um, yeah, I completely understand the decision. And Well, um, what do you think, you know, obviously we're not in the situation, but another angle I've sort of had put to me, what if we were in the top four or top six, like, you know, well entrenched in the top eight? What do you think happens then? Um, I think he probably would have stayed, but we're not in that situation, so you can't one hundred percent say either way. For we know, he might say he might have looked at that and gone, "We're a top four, top six team, and I'm playing on the wing 
I'm not really in that much needed. I can still go and they've got enough people around. You you, you don't know because you're not in the situation. Um, yeah. But yeah. logic would dictate you would see it out going, I want to have my last year um, if we've got a chance of winning the thing. But yeah, sure. It is. It is what it is. Um, it is. But yeah. That kind of goes on, like I just said, the the Warriors could be spending a bit more time than they originally anticipated, um, which is a bit disappointing, but it's the world we, we live in with COVID. Um, so we'll, we'll try to get away from that for a little bit and talk about some signings. Um, we've got the, the Sharks. Sibnab, um, good little pickup for them there. Um, I kind of thought it would be them that would get him because they were offering some decent money and Craig Bellamy basically said that he was leaving the storm. So, um, yeah, good signing for the Sharks. Uh, handy pickup. Um, what do you think about it? It's a fantastic pickup. It's sort of, ex- in my opinion, exactly what the Sharks need. They already have a couple of yeah. uh, explosive forwards and, and what they need is, a, is someone like this who's, um, you know, He's a workhorse. He's played in so many grand finals. He's been there and done that. He's a rep player. Um, and it comes off the back of other good signings like uh, Nico Hines and McInnes. So I think if, yeah. you're, if, if you're in the Sharks recruitment team, you're probably getting a B plus, A minus, A grade for your recruitment for next year. I think that'll put yeah. them in really good stead for next year. Yeah, he kind of fits that mannering Tohu Harris yeah, kind of mould. Um, like, you know, nonsense, hard-working forward that can kind of just balance out the pack. I think it's a, a great signing. Uh, four years, which I thought was a bit long for um, for him, but full credit to them. Um, and next bit of news, we've got Dane Gagai returning to the Knights. Um Interesting news. I know that the Broncos were after him quite heavily, but uh, good to see him going back to where it all started for him. I um, think it, it's a great signing for the Knights. The Knights have um, some good people there. They're just still missing um, half, I would say, basically. I think um, Blake Green's out. Mitchell Pierce is on his last legs. Um, think they would be spending trying to trying to recruit a half instead of a, a, a center slash winger. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I'm with you there. They 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 probably need some more pieces to their spine, but uh, you know they're probably a little a little thin out elsewhere as well. So I th- I think once if next year once they're in um. If, if they're in good shape, their squad, then, you know, you got Dan Gagai one side, Bradman Best on the other. It's pretty formidable sense of pairing. So, but yeah, you're right. Still probably missing a, a few pieces of the puzzle in key areas. Yeah. And I know they, there have been rumors that they're looking at moving Ponga back into the halves. So it could even be a Ponga goes to the halves and Gagai goes out the to fullback potentially, um, which could be interesting to see. Um, the Kalen Ponger and the Harbs project, I think, was a bust last time. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how it goes if they try it again. But they, they have a better forward pack now, mm. which could help. Um, and, yeah, time will definitely tell with that. Um, we've got more. We'll go into some coaching news. Craig Bellamy um, extending his stay with the Storm until 2026. 
Um, there's a bit of flexibility with the deal. He He's staying on as a coach, but it's up to him when he decides to switch from being a coach to um, going into that mentor-like role that we discussed a few weeks back that they were interested in keeping him on. Um, great news for the Storm. Um, great news for Craig Bellamy as well. I, it's a bit like this when Sean Johnson left for me, where it just seemed funny seeing him in a Sharks jersey. It would be weird seeing Bellamy anywhere that wasn't Melbourne um, after he's been there for so long. And um, I think whoever takes that job as head coach of the Storm after him has got big shoes to fill. So the fact that he's going to be there in the background to um, help build that person up, um, I think is great news for where the storm will go um, after he leaves. And yeah, Simon's just said, now the storm thing's a good thing for Craig. Yeah, I think it's great, great news for him. What do you think? Uh, it's great for Melbourne. I mean, it, you know, so I think so long as he's there, they're going to stay a powerhouse club. I saw a little um, video of him addressing the team about his uh, uh, re-signing and, you know, he says a lot of great things and it, it just goes to show, you know, what the club means to him, but also um, also what kind of guy he is. And you can just tell the way he was talking to the team. He's a fantastic coach and probably in terms of NRL careers, probably, well, he is right up there with Bennett, if not, you know, if not better. So it's great for Melbourne. Yeah. Yeah, and I see Simon said the only team he thinks Craig would have coached was the new Brisbane team. Um, I agree. I think that was really the only other option if he wanted to take on that challenge um, and return back to Brisbane like he wanted. But um, there's still time. You know, when this is all over, you he he could end up taking over at the new Brisbane side. I believe that's meant to be coming in, what do we say, like 2024? Mm. Um, who knows if that will still happen with, we don't know how long it's going to be here. Um, so that could put a spanner in the works for there. It could be pushed out. Um, we're not sure, but, um, great news for him there. And going to our bad boy corner, Paul Vaughan, everyone's favorite front rower at the moment. Um, he signed a one year deal with the Bulldogs next year. Um, we talked a bit about it last week that there were rumours that he was going to be um, potentially going to the Bulldogs. They've given him a one-year deal just to prove what he's worth. I think it's a good signing for them. I know I know he's kind of on everyone's shit list at the moment for, for having the party of the summer. But, um, yeah, I think it's there's very little risk in giving him a 12-month 12, 12 contract. It's kind of... Minimal money, just go out there for a year, show us what you got, and if you got the goods, we'll give you a longer deal. If they don't, I'm sure another team will, if he shows that he sorted his, his life out. Um, but, yeah, the the forwards that we talked about, the Bulldogs really needing to go with that bat line are starting to take shape. Um, Pangai Jr., Luke Thompson, and Paul Vaughan sounds like a pretty decent contingent in the pack. Uh, what do you reckon? You think it's a good deal for Vaughan? I th yeah, I think it's a good deal for Vaughan and the Bulldogs. Um, we've talked about the great backs they're bringing in and, and needing to get a couple more forwards, and now they've done just that. And, and he is a very good player, so I think the Bulldogs get a bit of 
get a lot of value there. Um, and yeah. I think Vaughan will be very happy. You know, he might have been a bit worried about his prospects of landing another contract after the shenanigans, but he'll be happy. Barbecue at Vaughan's house to celebrate. <laughs> yeah, I think he can have as many as he wants since he's no longer <laughs> in the bubble. Um, yeah. And the last bit of potential signing news before we, we move on is the Warriors reportedly looking at throwing big money down to get Joseph Manu. Um, had talked about it briefly. He was one of the guys I was interested in seeing them have a stab at when Roger announced that he was leaving. Um, I still like the idea that they're looking at him. Potentially, they could be looking at him in the halves. Um, I think he could either come into the halves or they do the switch, let him be fullback and let Walsh come into the halves with um, Sean Johnson and Chanel. There's, there's a lot of options there, but I definitely like the idea of Joseph Manu in a Warriors jersey. Um, I've always been a big fan of him, and I think getting him anywhere into the squad, I'd be happy. What do you reckon about the potential? Yeah, I like what you said there, Brad, about getting him anywhere into our squad because that's kind of what he is at the Roosters. You know, he's played the majority of his time as a centre, but... Whenever Tedesco's not been there, he's changed the fullback and done it, done a very good job. It seems to me, no matter where he sort of pops up, he does a fantastic job. And yeah, looking at the injury troubles we've had this year and 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 our depth being tested, having someone like that could be invaluable for us. And and he plays at a very high level every week. You know, he he seems to be very consistent. So I'd be happy to chuck a good amount of money at him if I were someone at the Warriors. Yeah, I know the the talk is roughly around a million dollars. It's mm. it's hard to take the the amount at face value. It's never really a, a set one million dollars a year. It's always around there somewhere. But if you look at the rumored money they're spending, um Reese Walsh is um not getting a lot of money Sean Johnson is is basically on on minimum wage compared to what he used to be paid. Um, Dallin Winnie, Zizniak and Matt Lodge are basically getting their salaries paid by other clubs. So there is money to burn there. Um, you're, you're effectively paying him the same or less than what you're paying Roger. So I, I don't mind it. He's still young. Um, yeah, I, I don't see a downside at least no. it's not like they're they're throwing a million dollars to get if it was a million dollars to get sean johnson back let's say yeah i'd be less i'd be less happy um agreed so yeah we will keep an eye on that and see if there's any developments um and i suppose the last bits before we get into the rest of the um the show just the world cup news the world cup council actually have been having meetings throughout the week about what they're going to do um, if they're going to um, proceed with the World Cup, it still seems like that is the case. There's been a lot of news throughout the week since we announced last week that the war, um, that the Warriors, that the Kiwis in Australia weren't going to go. Um, Dale Cherry Evans um, has said that the players were interested in still going. Um, there's been a lot of news coaches some coaches have come out saying they've got no problems with their players going um wayne bennett was one of them saying that if his island players and uk players wanted to go 
he is in no position to tell them not to. Ivan Cleary's come out and said he doesn't want any of his players going. Um, doesn't care if they play for Australia, New Zealand, or the Pacific Islands. He doesn't seem like it's go. We might miss the Super League news at the end, so I may as well say it now. There's um, some, at least two teams have more than seven players right now that have either have COVID or are close contact, and it's resulting in games not being played. Three games got cancelled last week. Three games are cancelled this week. From that point, I don't see how the World Cup could go if games are getting cancelled left, right, and centre. Um, and in a purely selfish point, I would put money down that if team NRL players go to the World Cup, the Warriors won't play in New Zealand next year. I'll see the, the Australians will say, no, we've got to get everyone back in Australia and keep everyone here again. Um, and as purely selfish reasons, I would rather see no NRL players in the World Cup and the Warriors play at Mount Smart than see NRL players play in the World Cup. Might be the wrong opinion with some people, but that's that's how it is. I would rather see 11 or 12 games at Mount Smart than watching international. And I know I'm a big fan of international football, but I haven't gone to a live game in two years, so mm. I'm being completely 100% selfish, and I understand if people disagree, um, but that's just how it is for me. Mm. And, um, yeah, Simon said... The problem with the UK Super League is that um, the game, they do testing weekly, but they don't have a bubble. Yeah. Yeah. They'll, they'll have a bubble um, for the, the World Cup, I guarantee it. But the fact that they don't have a bubble for them right now means that you're just going to have people that have potentially got it coming into your bubble. And then if you're letting people from outside the bubble in the bubble, it, what's the point of having it? Um mm. Yeah, what do you think, Richie, before we go on to rounds after I've just um, said my just, selfish opinion? It's it's. Play, I just wonder if it's been handled the best. Uh, you know, it's playing out quite publicly now um, with the ARL and the NZRL both pulling out together and reportedly the Rugby League, organi- Rugby League World Cup organisers aren't very happy with it. Um, I wonder how much consultation the players have had, hearing comments coming from Cherry Evans and stuff like that. Someone like him at at his age, probably his last chance at at something like that. Um, But yeah, it's it's a weird one because COVID's still pretty rampant over there. And and for me, it's just with Oz and New Zealand pulling out, taking the fizz out of the whole thing for me. I know you, you sit there and think, can't we just postpone it? The, the Olympics were postponed. But then if you postpone it a year, it's got to compete with the Soccer World Cup next year and all those kind of things. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. I just don't see the point without NZ and Oz. <laughs> yeah. I, I lose all interest. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah. It's a hard situation because I completely understand them not going. I know international yeah. rugby is important, but if they all go and something goes wrong and the NRL is delayed or even cancelled, that's what makes the money. Um, yeah, it'll kill the game. Yeah, so it's hard. And like Simon said, I think New Zealand and Australia should have to qualify for the next Rugby League World Cup. Um, yeah, I 
I don't see them struggling to qualify, but I think, yes, you're fine. You didn't want to come. You have to qualify. Um, I don't think they'll have issues actually doing it. Um, but, yeah, they, they, they need, if they, the World Cup does continue, there needs to be a punishment as such. Mm. But um, I don't, yeah, it, it's, it's hard. Um, it's it's only because the government has given money to get the World Cup running that is causing the issue now. If um, and I know there's been a lot of noise about the Australian Union and the um, Kiwis ones not really discussing it with the players, the decision they made. But from a logistics point of view, I'm not sure who's paying for the quarantining. Because you're not asking, say, we'll just pick a DCE. DC isn't expecting to pay for staying in quarantine to come back. He and I don't see Manly willing to pay it. So it'd have to be the Australian um, organization, which is why they've made the decision. You think if you're taking a squad of 30 plus maybe another 20, 30 hangers on that are doing everything else, and then you've got to get them all into quarantine to get back how much money that's going to cost compared you're not making money going over um yeah. it's a shitty way of looking at it but it's a money point of view um so simon's saying from his understanding the world cup organizer paying for it but see can they afford to pay for say 100 australians 100 new zealanders all the pacific islands to go into quarantine to come back and will there be enough space and Australian quarantine zones to get all those players back. Um, I know in New Zealand, we're kind of struggling with spaces for quarantining at the moment. Um, yeah, it, it's it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't. And I'm just going to sit on my mightier than, oh, holier than thou approach of I would rather watch the Warriors live than the Kiwis right now. Yeah. Um, which has kind of been the exact opposite of everything I've said all year, saying we need to get into nationals. But, um, yeah, I'm a selfish Warriors fan. What can I say? Um, but yeah, we may as well get into um, the round reviews. We'll start with Thursday night's game, Richie, um, sure. which was the Raiders defeating the Eels 12-10. to 10. The only game we got wrong. Um, we both picked the same. Spoilers for later on. But this is, yeah, the only game we got wrong um, this week. Raiders of old appear to be back. I, I've been slagging them for months. Um, we both have. But they looked, yeah, um, I think they looked good here. Um, there's a, There was a bit of controversy with the last tackle um, when Mike Acevo looked to have the match winner and Rapana kind of... Um, Hip-checked him. Yeah, and kind of different to how we saw the him getting the match winner against the Warriors all in what seems like years ago when Roger stopped them at the death. He got the turn to do it. Um, Graham Ellsley's come out and said that it was a legit tackle. He didn't use he didn't use arms, but he didn't use his shoulders either. So um, you can sunny bill with your hip. It's fine. Um, Apparently so. <laughs> I don't mind the call as long as that's what we see going forward. Um, if you see another situation where a player doesn't use their shoulder but doesn't use their arms and gets penalised, I'd be asking the question. It's really only in that situation that that would happen. You're not going to yeah. see 
like a Fenua Blake running out of the line and hitting you with his hips mm. um, straight in the middle of the field. It's kind of in that corner situation where you're just throwing your body on the line to stop the mm. guy that you're going to see that happen anyway. So I think um, I think Brent Finch Brent Finch brought up a really good point listening to the um, the Bloke in a Bar podcast where he where he sort of said that. Uh, nowadays, so much is geared towards the attacking team in that situation, and they took the corner flag out. So now, wingers can dive out of bounds and, and just plonk their arm back in and place it in. Um, and in that situation, if you try to make a, a normal, uh, you know, a, a normal tackle with your arms, they're going to score ten out. Yeah, sorry, Paul, for promoting that podcast. It is yeah. a cracker. Um, it's a good yeah. podcast, but we can't say it by name until um, Dean and Kemp brings us on. Richie, no. yeah, yeah, I know, but you, you know what I'm, you know what I mean. Like, if you yeah. just try to make a legitimate tackle in that situation, the winger will score nine times out of ten, nine and a half times out of ten. So, it's it's nice yeah. to bring a little little bit back towards the defensive side, so you can actually stop the try in that situation. Yeah, hundred percent. It's kind of like the you can't use your shoulder when you're defending, but you can if you've got the ball under your arm. Um, yeah. So it's yeah, it's good to see it another way, but. Um, the Raiders just look good here. Um, as yeah. I, as hard as that is to describe, they played hard. Um, a lot of intensity. We've been, yeah, and we've been criticizing their heart um, for so long this year where they'll give it to you for the first 40 minutes and then that second half they'd fall away. They didn't this time. It looked dicey. It looked like it was going to happen when the Eels started coming back. Um, Blake Ferguson had a cracker. Um from a kick return, he 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 bowled two people over, went darting off, um, did a nice little kick for Dylan Brown to score, um, and it kind of looked like I Raiders are going to drop their heads. Um, it's it's just um, yeah, it looked like they were going to come back, and it was going to be another game where we would talk about the Raiders not playing for for eighty minutes, but yeah, they showed that commitment and. They're kind of getting me a little bit um, confident that they might make the playoffs, which is hard to see. But they they definitely, if they can play like they did this against the Eels, they definitely have what it takes to stay in the eight. The Eels, though, they need to really sort out. They can't let games like this slip if they want to be a top four team. Um, mm. it's, I still think it's a two-horse race, but... These guys, they, they've got to have something to play for. So top four spot and the Raiders top eight. I think, um, yeah, I think the Raiders are definitely in the running now. Yeah, I think this game proved to me that they, they are a legitimate chance again. I think that's their third in a row, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. They seem to have shaken that shaken that tag of, of fading late in games and they're showing hearts again. Um so yeah, bodes well for the Raiders, and and you know the Eels were peppering them late in that game. Um, yeah, and they just they, their their intensity didn't drop like it has for most of the season. So it seems like the Raiders we all know and love are back, and I'm sure um, I'm sure a couple of our commenters will be very happy with that. Yeah, I'm sure Simon um, exactly. would have been happy with that Raiders performance um, exactly. as a Raiders fan. I know you say the Raiders we all know and love. I, I don't really love them that much myself, but um, not for a long time. Back in the day, I used to tell everyone that I was related to Mel Meninga because I used to tell everyone his name was Melman and his last name was Inga. 
So um, <laughs> back in those days, I was a big Raiders fan, um, and they had Bradley Clyde, who I used yeah. to adopt um, as a as another Bradley. So um, yeah, I'm sure some people love them, but we will move on to the next game, which wasn't as close. Uh, Roosters defeating the Knights, twenty-eight to eight. Um, it's just kind of a game, another game. Um, like I said last week, without Mitchell Pierce, um, Kalen Ponga doesn't really have enough around him to make this Knights team look competitive. And the Roosters, they had more injuries, unfortunately, um, for them. The injuries continue, uh, yeah. but they had enough to get the win. Um, James Tedesco, he. He played probably one of his better games for a while. He, he ran for over 200 metres, had four try assists. Um, but, yeah, it's just another game where the Roosters, despite losing everybody left, right and centre, they just know how to get the job done, um, like a few other teams we'll talk about in a couple of games coming up. Um, it wasn't flashy football, but it was high percentage football, um, mm. which... It's it's not always pretty, but it gets it gets the job done, um, especially in these games against teams that just don't know how to play that footy. Um, in do or die situations, you know the teams like the Knights without their their leaders out there aren't going to be able to do those those high percentage plays, and it showed. Um, it's it's a horrible comparison because it's it's nowhere near. Um, right but the roosters in the storm you know the storm they can bring in players take them out they know how to do the job at hand and get what they needed done the roosters are kind of in that similar mold where um the only difference is the storm can do it at the, the top stage and go all the way where i don't think the roosters have enough juice in the tank to do that but um yeah, I think they just played no-nonsense football. Um, the Ford Pack bullied Newcastle off the pitch, yeah. and they reaped their rewards in the back line because of it. Um, and, yeah, it's hard to see that. the It's hard to believe with all these injuries, the Roosters still potentially could be a top-four team um, by the end of the season, which is hard to believe. But um, it's it's it could work out that way. It could. And, and like you say, they their squad is so patched up, and now they lose. I think Ikevalu looks like he's Ikevalu, gone. Out too. Yeah. He he picked up a pretty nasty looking ankle injury during the game, but yeah, you, you you spot on with your analysis. Tedesco pretty much. It's one of those situations. His, Tedesco threw them on his back, yeah. and um, was making everyone else else around him play better. He's throwing beautiful balls to his second rowers out on the edges, and and doing what he normally does, you know, support and link. Um, so they were pretty clinical to put the Knights away. Yeah, and um, it's one of those situations, though, where you say the injuries at Cavalu's out, but it means that Morris comes back in. Yeah, so yeah. not a bad it's, replacement. It's not a bad replacement there. Um, but, yeah, they, as I said, Roosters are edging closer to a top-four spot, but the Knights are continuing to slide out of the eight. Um, if I... If only the Warriors had a few wins up there about it, it would be a yes. bit more exciting to talk about, but yeah. it is what it is there, unfortunately. Um, which brings us to the next game and probably one of the more surprising games for me of the round um, with the Storm defeating the Cowboys 20-16. to 16. Stopped, um, It stopped the Storm's streak of scoring 40 every week. 
um, this one, and it surprised me. Um, yeah, I, I didn't think the Cowboys would hang in like they did here, but they showed a lot of grit and determination. Um, you kind of got that asterisk on the side where the Storm rested quite a few players. So um, they rested Cameron Munster and, and, a, and a few other guys that um, are probably due a rest after playing as well as they have. And um, but they did welcome Ryan Pappenhausen back, who I yep. thought played pretty well after having nine weeks off, mm. um, or nine weeks injured, I should say. Um, saying nine weeks off doesn't sound that great, but um, they struggled a bit, I, I think. Um, but again, like we saw in that Roosters game, they know how to win. Um, they do, and I, I think. I think if the Panthers were in this situation where it was a tight tussle against the Cowboys, I think the Panthers might have slipped with their inexperience, but the Storm just know what to do. Um, they didn't look rattled. Um, at the start, they, they were a bit patchy, making a few mistakes that you don't normally see from them, but um, it was kind of just like water off a duck's back towards the end where they they're like, this is what we can do. This is how we do it. Mm just go through the routine and get the job done. Um, they'll have everyone back this week, which is yeah. a scary, scary prospect um, and should be a good game with who they're playing. Yeah. But I think the, I think the Cowboys are going to take confidence out of this probably more than the storm um, will be worried. And they'll be looking at ending this season on a high um, and storm. Maybe, maybe this will, um, wake them up a little bit saying we we could have had a banana peel match here and we won't let anyone um get that close to how would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Plus again for the rest of the year. So interesting times and, yeah, unfortunately injuries to the Panthers have taken a bit of the, the sheen off what would have been um, well, what will still be the match of the round, but um, should be a hell of an encounter. But yeah, yeah. Storm, um, Storm is still my my pick to take this whole thing out anyway.
Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so a couple things. Um, Ado Carr got his hundredth try, and yep. he's got a real special combo out there with Olam. Those two, you know, deserve mention. And the, um, Brandon Smith played really well, but the officiating. Some really funny officiating in this game, uh, Brad. I, I don't think we can move on without touching on a couple of the things. So, I mean, a couple of what looked to be pretty much legitimate tries rubbed out through obstruction rules. I think we had Cohen yep. Hess grounding the ball after being held up. What looked like <laughs> it looked like almost twenty seconds. Um, fair try, and then the Cowboys' final try at the end. Tom Brady would have been proud of the pass. What did you make of the officiating? Look pretty shoddy out there for that game. Uh, there's there's no such thing as good officiating. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's one of those things where it was horrible, and both, I don't for, think, for both teams. I guess it was horrible for both, and I don't think you would hear too much noise unless a decision led to the Cowboys beating the Storm. Yeah, um, it's it's facetious, but. Um, if it's if it's bad officiating that leads to the Panthers, the Storm, the Roosters losing, you'll hear noise. Yeah. Any of the other teams, it wouldn't matter. Um, in my opinion. If it was say the Warriors lost by a forward pass call, you wouldn't hear boo. Yeah. But if the storm lost in that same situation, that's all we'd hear about. But yeah, I it is what it is, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, they're they're refs of people too. Um, as long as it's not costing my team. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Which speaking of my team brings us to the next game. Um oh, no. defeated the Warriors 60 to 22. Um we praised the Warriors last week. Um we did playing with heart, playing with pride, with um, no players on the bench. And I don't know what happened, but that's not what we saw this week. Um, in all honesty, I've never done it before. Um, you you could attest to this, but no matter how bad the Warriors play, I refuse to walk out of their stadium or change the channel. And yep. I, to be honest, if I didn't do this show and I wasn't writing um, about the Warriors games, I would have switched this off. Um, yeah. It was, I, I didn't, I watched the whole thing, but it was horrible to watch. Um, the I'm a fan of the offload, and I, I was getting very upset with the Warriors just throwing balls out the back willy-nilly. Um, I, I love the offloads. I love second-face football, but they were throwing passes to absolutely nobody. Yeah, and it was infuriating. The game was already over at that point. You know that even, even um, if they had managed to get that offload off to someone, it wouldn't have made a difference. But regardless of the scoreboard, um, you don't play silly football. You could be behind by two or by two hundred. Um, you still got to play smart. Um, and yeah. What do you say? They couldn't tackle well. Um, I don't think many of the tries the Rabbitohs scored were anything spectacular, bar the Latrell Mitchell offload on the try line where yeah. he kind of flung it out the back. Everything else was kind of um, simple, easy um, 
football. Mikey said that the Penrith game left them with no gas for the Bunnies. Yeah, you fair. could say that, but they're professional athletes. Um, they, they're kind of adjusting to that. And, yeah, I, I think the only ones that really would have been affected were Fenua Blake and Lodge. And Fenua Blake didn't play that long because he had an injury. Mm. Um, and, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Reese Walsh, uh, our Lord and Saviour, um, had a shocking night. Um, yeah. It was bound to happen. He's still young. His kicking, the biggest thing that I, I've noticed in his defence is his, um, I don't know, there might be a better, you might know because you used to be a back, but the, the koala bear tackling that he does, um, mm. where he kind of just runs and jumps and hugs them, Um in attempts, I don't know. It doesn't work. Clearly, we, we've seen he does it to every forward that comes to him, and every time it's resulted in a try the other way. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm a big guy, so I, I don't understand the defensive structures against tackling a bigger man because most of the time I was either the same size or bigger than the guy you had to tackle. But, um, yeah. As a smaller guy, because you're you're what like four foot, right, Richie? Um, <laughs> we'll discuss how, this later, what, Brad. <laughs> how do you tackle those bigger guys? Is should you just completely focus in that situation on wrapping that ball up, which is what we see Roger do? Roger, hundred percent goes for the ball. <laughs> I w- I wish I was fifty kgs, Paul. That, yeah, I'm on the way. <laughs> um, I think a lot of those. Um, Walsh is getting caught on the line. Like he's doing a lot around the goal line. So a lot of these big forwards are, are running at him. They've they've gone through the line and he's trying to wrap up the ball. Uh, I think him yeah. going low in that situation, they're just going to crash over and place the ball anyway. So either he's just yeah. trying to hold them up or, or rake the ball. Um, but yeah, maybe uh, you know if we do throw a lot of money at Joey Manu and end up getting him, that that would be one argument to move Walsh to the halves and, and get get a bigger body back at fullback. But I don't think it's completely on him. You know, I think overall across the board. Oh, no, yeah. In this game, the defensive patterns were terrible. And the the, bun, the Bunnies played really well. You don't take anything away from them. They were playing with very fast um, play of the balls. And, and they were just chomping meters. And, and defensively, we had no answer. We were getting caught out all over the place and just – very soft attempts so yeah it was it, it looked like the polar opposite to last week in terms of effort yeah it was probably their worst effort um worst effort of the year and i'm not going to say the name because of how much trouble you got in with paul for shouting out another a podcast but there was um a guy i listened to um every week and he was talking about the game and said um the biggest problem, I think, for the Warriors, which we'll probably cover a bit more in our our question time, is the cohesion. Every week yeah. is a different team. We've seen that this yeah. week. This week's team, I don't even get me started. I, I know they've picked who they can due to injury, yeah. um, but it kind of looks like a, a, a video game team where they've kind of just grabbed everyone. Um, go and give them a shout-out. Um, no, we, we generally don't have the same opinions, but his name's Fonzie. Um, he he's a guy in Australia, does um, a Warriors podcast, um, 
he had a real good one this week talking about um, uh, we're all in that depressed mode right now. Yeah. I think kind of reflecting on what could have been uh, in the shoulda wouldas of football. Um, but yeah, it's it's that kind of thing where every week the team is different. Um, mm. Doesn't help. The injuries have been horrible, but you can't build those relationships. Um, we saw it last year. Um, injury wise, we went pretty well. And it was always the same team, and we were talking about the grit and everything. And like the team was in a camp together, but they were always playing together. And it builds. We just haven't seen that this year. So I think hopefully, if we get to see some um, combinations actually get named and stay, uh, it could be better. And um, yeah, it's horrible that this was the the performance we got to see. But hopefully we can see something better in the last six weeks. Um, I um, I think that is the biggest underlying problem, Brad. And you you and I have spoken about it at length off air, uh, the cohesions and the lack of consistency. And I don't, I I know Nathan Brown would love to have chosen the same side week after week, but he hasn't yeah. really had had the luxury. Um, injury and suspension of have hit us pretty damn hard and now COVID as well. So, um, yeah, our team sheet this week is looking far different for what it has all year and it, it's hard to feel any confidence. Yeah, definitely. Um, we're, we're, yeah, we'll, we'll get on to that when we get into our predictions. But um, we'll get on to the next game. We'll leave this one here disappointing. Um, but I've got... I've got I've got a little bit of hope that we see um, an increase. We we should get some uh, key players back next week, um, and that should help. So we'll go on to the next game, which um, was the Sea Eagles defeating the Tigers, forty-four to twenty-four. Not really a lot of surprises here for me. We we had Tommy Turbo and DCE back for Manly, and they just went back into how they played when those guys were back. Um, Tigers Tigers looked good at the start. I think they were leading twelve ten. Um, yeah. in the first half before Manly took over. And I think they scored like 22 points in the space of 15 minutes on either side of the half mm. and just never looked back. And um, these guys, there's two teams that are the top tier. These guys are just below them and are my Smokies. If any team yeah. is going to upset the Panthers or the Storm on the way to it's Manly which is crazy because I was laughing about how horrible this team was at the start of the year. Um, yeah, we, we won't look at those recordings anymore, but I said they were <laughs> absolutely rubbish um, without Tommy Turbo, but they've really turned a corner. They have. They've they've come a long way since then, Brad, that's for sure. Um, yeah. And I agree. I agree that, that they're one of the – few other teams that would be knocking on the door if, if there were to be an upset and one of the top two didn't manage to pull it off this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tommy Turbo, he, he's so consistent. He's He was at it again. And when he plays, you just see Cherry Evans just – it almost makes him feel 10 foot tall and bulletproof as well. And he had a fantastic game. Uh, Morgan Harper – um, the old Lionel Richie lookalike saw a few memes, saw a few memes circulating. He had a good one. Um, yeah, I I think they're a strong dark horse if if one of the other top two teams, um, you know, 
fail to go all the way. And I think, you know, we spoke last week that the Tigers were outside, outside, outside chance of top eight. If everything goes their way, that this puts them to bed pretty much. Yeah, I think so. Um, They, they're a bit like, you just don't know what Tigers team you're going to get one week. They're going to put like 50 points on a team and look like the best team around next week. They're going to struggle. Um, Hopefully that's not a pattern and they had their poor game this round and have a good game next one. But um, yeah, I I think they they got bones. Uh, The Tigers have got bones of something there that they're building. It's just not their time. And yeah, I think Manly are going to do, um, do some damage once we get into playoff elimination football. I think they could really um, make some waves, um, which will at least make it a bit more interesting as opposed to just waiting till two teams play each other at the end because you know what the final is going to be. Yeah. Um, we may as well get into the next game, which was our uh, another surprise. The Panthers beating the Broncos 18-12. to 12. Um it's, it was almost the upset of the year, I think, for me. I thought the Broncos were going to pull it out of the bag. Um, the biggest thing, we just talked about how um, horrible the Warriors' defense was. The Panthers missed 66 tackles in this match. Um, the fact that they missed 66 tackles and Broncos only scored 12 points um, was quite impressive. That um, They were missing the tackles, but someone else was covering for them to make sure points didn't happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, horrible game from the Panthers, in my opinion. Um, they just, yeah, they were making a lot of errors. Um, Jerome Luai came back, but they're, they're missing that Nathan Cleary um, spark. I know um, Ivan came out and was crying about um, Fledger hitting um, Isaiah Yao high and knocking him out and saying he should have been sent off as opposed to a Simbin. We know, we know my stance on it. I think it wasn't even a penalty. Um, <laughs> what, what, what were your thoughts? What were your thoughts on it? Um, yeah, it wasn't it's the best. Facetious, no, I, obviously. I, yeah, it, it, it was a penalty. I don't. Th- I think Simbin was a bit rough, but I, I disagree. Penalty. I disagree. I think this one was uh, swinging arm, caught him on the head, knocked him out. I think you don't get any more clear. Um, Sinbin at least in that um, but you're just this is yeah Paul's exactly Paul Brad the thug showing his true colors again but um, yeah I, he got sent off and got he got um, Sinbin he got, got he got Sinbin and put on report so I can live with that um, yeah and this is actually the second time the Broncos have push the Panthers really hard. I think if you remember back early in the year, they did the same thing. So maybe it's a little yeah. bit of styles make 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 fights almost, you know. So um, they hung in there really well, the Broncos, and they, they've done that from time to time this year. But the Panthers, without Cleary, they do just lack that, that extra bit of class that puts them right up there with Melbourne. Yeah, and um, Mikey said that Penrith have peaked and now on the come down. Yeah, I... Um... Yeah, I, I kind of going off the Panthers at the moment. Last year, I was fully on board with them. Um, this year, I'm fully on Melbourne. I think, um, I think Melbourne are just too dangerous. And I think, yeah, Panthers just are showing too much weakness at the moment for me. As 
hard as that is to say. They don't have Cleary. Um, they lost Brian Toto. Yeah. Um, which is, I think, another big loss. They're, they're hitting the injuries that they didn't get last year. They they came, they stayed injury-free last year, and um, it did well for them. Um, I, it's not like I'm going to see them lose in the first week of the playoffs. I think they'll, they'll still be there or thereabouts. I think they'll either lose in the grand final or lose in the preliminary final just before it. Um, what, what's the prognosis which we'll have for, what's the prognosis for, for Cleary? Cleary. Oh, um, Cleary shouldn't be too far away. There were rumors that um, they might bring him back for this game against the Panthers, yeah, but um, so. his dad's no, come out and said no. I think I think once he comes back, you'll see that you'll see them trend back upwards again. I think he's just that important to them. Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah. So it was good to see the Broncos um, play pretty well there. I think um, a bit a bit like the Tigers, they've. They've got some substance there at the bottom. It's just they're going to look a lot better next year, um, I think, with um, the new new players they're bringing in. And it's just about being um, consistent, I think. Mm. Um, that takes us to the second last game of the round. Um, Titans defeating the Dragons 32-10. to 10. Um, Not really much to say in this. It's kind of when, as I expected, David Fafida... Um, listens to the show, understands the criticism we threw at him last week, and yeah. decided to um, show up this week. He played off the bench, played quite well, um, but this David Favita is the one that needs to turn up every week. Um, yeah. It's yeah, he he's getting paid too much to to just come out every second game, like we said. Um, and yeah, Dragons struggled. Um, still got another at least one more week with suspended players to go, and I think their their time in the eight is done. But I've been saying that all season. So yeah, yeah. Um, I I was at, f- full disclosure. If anybody remembers last week, I, I was a downer on the Titans, uh, <laughs> and now they've they've pulled this out. You know, albeit against the Dragons, kind of expected. Maybe I should have looked a bit closer at the draw because I was writing them off, and I, I now I think this week they got the Bulldogs as well. So. They're still yeah. very much in, in the hunt if they do as they should do to the Bulldogs and put them away. Um, yeah, Fafita, do you think Holbrook putting him on the bench was was a bit of a, you know, telling him to pull his thumb out and can't have any more games where you only touch the ball five times? Because coming off the bench, he he was involved and he created a lot and, and, and scored. He, he was back I... to beast, beast mode, Fafita. I think so, and um, he's also come out and said that he's not um, he's not past doing it again and putting him um, putting him back at um, on the bench for for the rest. Um, I think it, whatever works, if it if you think you're going to get the best out of him by doing it, then that's what you should do. Mm-hmm. Um, and see, Mikey asked, "How did JTB do at the Dragons?" I think he played all right. It wasn't anything special. Um, yeah. but he's back. Obviously, he's back with the Warriors now due to um, all the injuries and suspensions. So he's he only got to play two games for them, but he looked all right. Nothing that really shone or stood out, but you kind of don't really expect that from him. Mm. Um, and then that takes us to the last game: uh, Sharks defeating the Bulldogs, forty-four to twenty-four. Um, 
good game from the Sharks. Sean Johnson played really well, and then he got hurt, um, which is probably um, yeah. See, we're running close. Um, we um, yeah, not much really to say. Sean Johnson unfortunately got hurt, but they they looked really good. The Sharks, but I think with Sean Johnson out, I think they're going to start sliding now as well. Yeah, that's a he was looking really good, eh? He was he's throwing some beautiful balls, set up tries. Um what's he gone? Is it eight weeks they reckon, isn't it? Yeah, potentially. Because they were the other side I was thinking, along with the Raiders now sort of bouncing back, that that those two might be the two to fill that seven and eight spot, but yeah, you just wonder with the Sharks without without Johnson now uh, if that'll hurt them. But it was a good win for them, you know. It keeps them keeps them up there, up in the eight. So yeah, as long as they can hold it together without Sean, um, you know, they might fill up that the the other side of the bottom side of the top eight there. But you know, the they did what they they did what they should do against the Bulldogs. The Bulldogs have been yeah doing this all year and probably a good thing for us you know the the losing streak we're on they're keeping us safe from that wooden spoon yeah um so yeah that was the round um we're running a bit low on time i know our producer has a game to go watch so um we'll get into the ladder quickly um so not really much difference there with man um melbourne penrith at the top rabbitos third Eels fourth, Roosters staying in fifth, Manly sixth, Sharks and Dragons have switched, seven and eight now, um, Raiders aren't far behind at ninth, Titans at tenth, and that's probably where I'm going to cut it off for yeah. me, Rich. Um, yeah. I think Newcastle and Tigers, Cowboys, then Warriors, Brisbane and Bulldogs are all done. Um, yeah. Hopefully get a, a few wins under the belt for the Warriors to keep them away from that wooden spoon area. Um but yeah, that's all we've got for the ladder there. Um, we had the same picks. The only game we got wrong was that first one. So um, we had seven from eight each, which means we're both still at 103 out of 144. Um, so still tied up. And um, any questions from everyone, Paul? No, 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 no one. Uh, no one cares about your um, uh, about your opinions. They just want to watch, watch the uh, watch the seven. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's all good. I've got a second screen, so I can, I can watch it. Uh, but no, no, there are no questions in the live chat today. Okay. Um, we've got two questions, so we may as well, since Paul's being rude, we may as well make him stay as long as we can. <laughs> um, we'll go um, – our questions are kind of very similar, but I, I'm going to go first. Um, it's a huge speculator question, but um, with the Bulldogs most likely to be the wooden spooners this year – um, I want you to to put on your your knowledgeable hat and pick um, who will be next year's wooden spooners. If you had to pick right now, who do you think is going to be wooden spoon next year? Look, I don't want to say the Bulldogs with all the recruits they've got coming. I I, I got, I'm hoping they'll be better next year. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it'll between. I think it'll be the Tigers. If not the Tigers, then maybe the Broncos might struggle for another year. But I'm less inclined to say Broncos because they're picking up Reynolds and a, a couple other good buys. So I think the Tigers. I don't think they're picking up. They're picking up a couple of 
bits and pieces. Uh, Jackson Hastings, I think. And I just, I think they're. I, I don't. I don't think they're going to be very good. They haven't been that great this year, and I don't think they're going to trend upwards too much next year. Yeah. Right. I'm that's, going that's to go my with, bold, That's my bold pick. I'm just going to go with Dragons. If I keep saying yeah. it, it will eventually happen. Yeah, I don't um, know. I, yeah. I, I, think, I think the Dragons still look half decent when they have Hunt and, and Hunt playing and a couple other – Tarek Sims, they've still got some quality there. Yeah. When they're not having barbecues and getting suspended. Dragons, they're eighth in the table at the moment. Then you expect they're going to be bottom of the table next year. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. I think Brad White. I picked them to be. be yeah, yeah, I picked them bottom of the table this year as well. And it I, didn't I, bloody I, work. Yeah, obviously, rather than actually will be. Um, Simon's got a question for you. Um, what do you guys think of rugby league uh, might be incorporated in the Olympics in Brisbane? Um, should Wally Lewis light the Olympic torch in, in Brisbane? No, Andrew Johns. <laughs> oh, oh, um, yeah. I think they're 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 interested in trying to get Lee uh, the nines. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't mind it, but I don't know if they'll have sevens and nines. I don't see why not because they have other sports that, for the uneducated like myself, don't know the difference <laughs> between. Um, and go. It looks like the same to me. I I think I watched, I watched like five or six different swimming things yesterday and I couldn't tell the difference. <laughs> so yeah. um, the, 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 big, the big problem um, for something, for team sports in general, is that some, the Olympics try to keep the number of athletes the same. Um, and otherwise the, uh, the, the athletes village just gets too big. So yeah. if you include um, nines, you're including yeah. what, um, if you're looking at what, the, the minimum of six teams, you're looking at, so look at over a hundred, Odd um, people for men's and women's, um, so um, so that way then you're uh, you, yeah you, you you've got to find another sport has got to give way to make space yeah. for it. Um, so maybe as a kind of test trial thing or as, a, or as an exhibition game, but not as a um, not as part of the main the main Olympics. I don't think uh, because of that, just purely the, the numbers of athletes. Yeah, and it would mean that they were actually taking an international game of rugby league seriously. So that, that doesn't really happen. <laughs> yeah, the, the NRL will say no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Your question for me, Richie, you, I, I cheated because you gave it to me earlier today and I've really tried to think about it. So mm. okay. lay it on me. So I just wanted your view. Where do you see... We have to keep it Warriors related, you know. That's what we do. Um, where do you see us next year? Where do you see the Warriors next year? And in, in your crystal ball, based no, here, based in it. Oh yeah, well, that would be mag magnificent. But and all, all, you know, all things equal. Where do you see us in Aussie and and in NZ and and results wise? Do you think we'll bounce back from this year and have any sort of chance of being top a top eight team? It's hard to say, um, but I was thinking about it. I think I've got a, a sickening feeling in my stomach that they're not going to um, be playing a lot in New Zealand. I don't want that to be the case, but I feel like we're not really seeing a lot of signs of improvement um, COVID-wise. Mm. Um, and I think they're, they're going to err on the side of caution again. Yeah. Um, 
but I'm hoping they figure something out where it was going to similar to what they were originally um, told us this year was going to be where it would be in blocks, um, which obviously didn't happen. In terms of position wise, I I'm excited by the team they have, but at the moment I call it the the last you know seven weeks um, have maybe beaten me down. Um, I don't know if they'll make the eight. So I, I'm going to say 10th. I'm going to go out early and say 10th and hopefully be pleasantly surprised. Um, they have a lot of talent there. It's just I haven't – we haven't got to see enough of it. Um, yeah. And hopefully if the injuries – if they, they stay healthy, and I, I think they, they've got a good shot. Yeah, I think that's the key to it, eh? The, the injuries yeah. and, and keeping the same field on the park, it's got – that has to happen for us to make any sort of inroads because it just hasn't happened this year. Yeah, and so I'm a city thinks they're going to be based in Central Coast and play um, play the odd game in New Zealand. Yeah, I think it, it's going to end up like that where they'll be in Australia and they'll they'll pick games to bring back. Um, mm. So still not what I would like. I want to see all their games here, but it's just the situation. Um, yeah, it's not great, but it is it is what it is. Um, but we'll go into our draw and our picks. Um, interesting news. We've got some picks different this week. So that's um, it's spicy. Yes. So first game on Thursday, we've got the roosters and eels. I've gone with the eels. Um, I, yeah, I think the eels will have something to prove after a poor game last week and we'll want to prove it. And I'm just going with them. Um, I can't really explain why. It's just a gut feeling. I I actually, last time the Roosters and the Eels played, I went Roosters and then the Eels won. So <laughs> uh, I'm going Roosters this time, and I think surely they, they get a bit a revenge result. So, yeah, uh, the Roosters looked pretty decent uh, last weekend. And, and, you know, the Eels, their attack struggled apart from a couple of moments against yeah against the raiders so yeah a tough one to pick but i'm going roosters nice next game is also another game we've got different uh warriors versus tigers i've gone with uh, the warriors um i wow. saw that team i saw the team lineup that um the warriors had to pick and i actually laughed i thought it was a ridiculous so team and i went Peter there's no Peter captain. um I thought there's, there's no way this team on paper could beat anybody, um, so they're going to win. That's that's um, my worries logic. We, we're going to have no chance, so that's the best chance we're going to have. It's not like I think the all the players are named are bad. I just It's just so different, and it's, yeah, no continuity, no combos. Hiku's at six and captaining. I don't know how long it's been since he's played six. It's been a long time since he's even played, so... Yeah, I think if if all things were equal and and we had our full strength squad, I would have picked the Warriors nine times out of ten. But yeah, this is no way near our full strength side, so I I got a sinking feeling. Yeah, so that and that's the last time our games are different. Um, so next game we've got Broncos Cowboys. I've gone with the Broncos. Uh, Cowboys looked good, but I think the Broncos look better. So I'm going with them. Um, 
Yeah, I just think between these two sides, it's always really close, and it's it's a toss of the coin sort of thing. So, um, yeah, I tossed the coin, came up Broncos. <laughs> um, then we've got the next game on the, the first game of Saturday. We've got Dragons-Rabbitos. I've gone with Rabbitos. Um, Dragons were going to lose this, I believe, before they had players missing, but they yeah. had players missing. So easy win for Rabbitos, I think. Yeah, no-brainer pick. The Rabbitohs were scintillating at the weekend, just gone. And, yeah, I think they'll run up a good score again. Yeah. And um, next game, we've got Knights-Raiders. Kind of the same for me again. I've gone with the Raiders. They really impressed me this week. And no Pierce. Mm. Um, Big, big game in terms of top eight ramifications. Um, But the Raiders going three on the trot. I think they've got too much to play for now. They're within touching distance of of eighth spot, so I'm leaning towards Raiders to do the job and 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 go even closer. Yep. And then the the game of the round, Storm Panthers. Um, I've gone with the Storm here. I think um, Storm are basically full strength now, um, playing against the Panthers who aren't. So. Um, I, I've been talking Storm up all year, so I, I can't go here and then not pick them. So I've gone with them here. I think yeah. they'll be too strong. Uh, yeah, I, I've gone with Storm. Um, it'll be interesting. Uh, what, 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 I didn't actually catch the team naming list for them. Was Cleary named? Or no, another no. week off. Yeah, another week so, off, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's it's Panthers with no Cleary and no Toto. So. Yeah. Um, might be... Might be too big a bridge for them without without those two guys. So storm yeah. uh, to carry on their their tier. Yep, and then uh, the second to last game of the round, Bulldogs versus Titans. I've gone with Titans. Um, Bulldogs are going to keep themselves, I think, at the bottom, and I expect another big game out of Fafita. Yeah, me too. Oh, egg on my face again. Wrote them off last week. <laughs> I think they're about to go two and on the trot and stay in the race. So. Titans. Um, and then the last game of the round, we've got Sharks, Seagulls. I've gone with Seagulls. Um, Seagulls have got their, their superstars back. No SJ for Sharks. Should be an easy win for Manly. Yeah, I think so. I think without SJ, Manly should get that one done. And I think there are teams like the Raiders and the Titans will be liking the look of that result. Yep, so that's that's the round. We've only got two picks different with the Roosters Eels and the Tigers Warriors. Um, so Friday night we'll know who's in the lead again. Um, unless we get one one of those yeah. each and they're tied It'll each. It'll be one each. <laughs> um and yeah, we're running a bit late. We've got um some Olympics that we have to watch, so we'll um, bypass the Super League. Um three games, the only news I'll say is um there were um, two games postponed last week. I oh, know three games last week due to COVID. Another three this week, and they still won a World Cup up there. Um, COVID, COVID's not helping, but um, yeah, we'll cover that a bit more in depth um, next week, hopefully. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for for joining us tonight on the standoff with Brad and Richie um, for your weekly update on rugby league. Tune into our show next week at eight pm here on Facebook or at your convenience on iHeartRadio. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Um, Thanks for joining me, Richie. You got anything else to add? No, just thanks, everybody, for tuning in and hope to see you 
um, converse with you guys next week and hopefully talk about a Warriors win. Have all the fingers and toes crossed. Um, So, yeah, thank you for, for joining us and good night. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 